the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday to you. I hope it's a good one. The number is 888-528-2557-888-528-2557. I was away in Phoenix with my parents. My dad retired this week, and my mom retired, too. She's been the choir director at that church, and uh, my dad was the uh, senior pastor. So, you know, it gave me a lot of to think about. What did you learn from your parents did you learn something from your parents that you maybe liked it, maybe you didn't at the time, but later on in life, you realize that really paid off? Maybe something that you passed to your own kids or grandkids. Would you share that with us? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You know, my dad, uh, he's been the pastor of uh, this church out in uh, Surprise, Arizona, it's a surprise that anybody lives in Surprise, Arizona. In fact, whenever they moved out there years ago, year 2000, they moved out there from uh, right here in Palmdale. Also, surprise people live in Palmdale. I can say that because I grew up there. A uh, good place to be from, Palmdale is. Uh, so out there in Surprise, whenever they first moved there, the first time Christy and I went out there, they didn't even have street names. There were a few streets, but we used to print out those Yahoo maps. You remember that? You print out a Google map or Yahoo map. And I uh, give you all the directions and it would say, you know, turn left on street with no name and turn right with unknown street name and weird stuff like that. It was very difficult to navigate. Anyway, uh, spent the weekend in Phoenix. We got up to 115 where we were in surprise. So uh, not quite as hot as some of the places came back to the the nice, cool Southern California in the 90s. Anyway, you know, one of the things that I was surprised about is my dad in an interview that uh, his granddaughter, my niece, did with him, he said that his favorite book of the Bible was Ecclesiastes. I think I knew that, but then he said his favorite book is Ecclesi- or favorite uh, verse was Ecclesiastes one two. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. How many of you would say that is your favorite verse? Put your hand up. All right, put it back on the wheel now and keep driving. I think that is. Uh, you know, I sat back and I thought about that for a while. But that's very much my dad. My dad is has such a a kind but sobering view of the world. He just has this very and it's very informed by the scriptures, right? He he is I think somebody who will maybe more than anybody I ever know known has really can attach the scriptures to everything in in life. And, you know, Ecclesiastes is a book that if you just read the first couple of chapters of it, you're going to be miserable. But if you read the whole thing, if you get all the way to the end, you find out that, gosh, this is a a great book and it's so real. It is so, you know, incredibly important to understand. You know, something great about the Bible, if you don't think, if you don't realize this, it doesn't shy away from the hard questions about God. 
And that is really important. If you're somebody who is, you know, thinking about faith or wondering how we got here, what the purpose is, and you're, you're dealing with all of this, you know, one of the reasons that we say go read the Bible is because it speaks to life as it actually is. And, you know, I think most people don't actually read the Bible. Studies say that most church people don't actually read the Bible, which is a huge problem. But the, I think some of it is that we've forgotten why we send people to go read the Bible. You send people to read the Bible because you develop a worldview that is correct and it helps you navigate life. That the Bible is not pretending that we're living in some kind of perfect world. It doesn't pretend that there isn't bad things. It doesn't pretend that people don't have questions about God. It's not some book of flowery spiritualisms that are supposed to make you feel good somehow. You know, in the book of Habakkuk, you ever read that book? Uh, Habakkuk. Someday you're going to go to heaven and you're going to meet Habakkuk. And he's going to come up to you and say, how'd you like my book? And what are you going to say? You know, do you even recognize him? Habakkuk. Anyway, he says this. It says, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrong. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made men like fish in the sea, like sea creatures that have no ruler. It says, the wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet. And so he rejoices and, rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net, he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he going to keep on emptying his net and destroying nations without mercy? I mean, this is a, this is a question to God that I know some of you ask in, you know, you're probably not talking about fishing too much, certainly not with nets and uh, drag nets, but you're talking about this to God. Why do you let these things happen? See, in it, the book contends that there is a perfect and holy and just God who is controlling an unjust and imperfect world. That's a difficult thing to imagine, but that is the reality, right? And that is something I think that when you, when you grasp that in your life, if my dad you know, taught me anything. That is one of those things that he has a grip on it, I think, more than anybody else. One time my sister was taking her driving lessons. I think she had her permit or something. And dad was in the car. He was in the front seat. She was driving. Dad was in the front seat. I was in the back seat. And it was a little frightening. I'll be honest with you. And uh, my sister pulls out in front of a semi truck. I mean, right in front of him. We barely were missed. It was that close. And rather than screaming and yelling, and uh, or the things that people do, my dad, in a sort of a calm voice, says, well, uh-oh, death and destruction are upon us. That's what he said in the middle of just about all of us getting killed by this semi-truck. Death and destruction are upon us. So that is my dad, just very straightforward and truthful about how the world is. And I've learned a lot from that. I really have. Uh, 888-528-2557. Is there something that you learned from your parents? Something that you, you know, recognized in them that has helped you see the world for how it is? Something that has helped you navigate the icebergs of life? I thought I would ask that question today. I'll give you a couple of things, other things that my, my folks taught me about. My mom is very similar. She's, she is a lot less, uh, you know, philosophical about things. You know, she'll just sort of put it out there. Uh, which was a really good thing as the as the church choir director, you know, because at some point you do, if you're going to be successful as a church musician, a church, you know, worship leader or choir director, whatever it is, at some point you've got to tell people that they can't sing if they can't sing. You've got to be able to do that because uh, everybody in the church knows they can't sing. 
you know, everybody listening knows they can't sing or they can't play. Everybody in the band knows this person can't sing or can't play. Everybody in the choir knows that this person can't play or can't sing. And uh, they're all wondering why you're not doing anything about it. Uh, in fact, uh, she told a story about a former uh, uh, church elder who was in the choir who had a, a knack for this himself, that he was standing next to some guy who couldn't sing. And he looks over at him one day during choir practice, and he says, hey, you know what? It's really great that you're here a part of our church, and uh, you know we need to find a place for you to really use your gifts in our church because you can't sing at all. <laughs> he said that in choir practice. You know, we need more of that. We need in a in a kind but straightforward way. My mother is kind of like that. Uh, you know, something that she gave me. You know, my mom, you know, didn't step into my my dating life that much when I was a young man. But she did one time tell me. This was the difference. My dad, I was dating, you know, some different people and they weren't very kind. It just wasn't, you know, it was just an awkward phase at some point in my 20s. And the way my dad handled it is he said, do you have any normal friends? That's what he wanted to know. My mom says, Scott, you need to date somebody who makes you feel like a million bucks. That was her advice to me. And I remember that. I don't know if she even remembered it. I brought that up this weekend. And, you know, I remember thinking about this, a million bucks, somebody who makes me feel like, what does that even mean? But I applied it to Christy whenever we were starting to get to know each other. Hey, you know what? It feels great being around her. You know, she's positive. It's a positive experience. We're not fighting about stupid things. We're not having dumb discussions about things. We're not cutting each other down. We're having a great time. And it really, really matters. So, And I thought, you know what? She makes me feel like a million bucks, which, by the way, I decided to look that up. Uh, that was in uh, 1999. We started dating. And uh, I, uh, that million dollars, I applied it to uh, inflation, you know, what it would be worth today. And so today I'm happy to say that my wife, Christy, makes me feel like $1,831,386.55. So that's pretty good. You know, thank you, Joe Biden, for, uh, for that and uh, everybody else. <laughs> Inflation. I, you know, I'm not sure that Christie appreciated that, but I'm going to fit that into a, a birthday card or something. It's some, you make me feel like 1.8 million dollars. Anyway, that was great advice, you know, for my 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 mom. Have you ever had good advice from uh, your parents? Uh, maybe it was a grandparent in your case, or a foster parent, or somebody who's spoken to your life and you know said something short and sweet that you remembered. You know, something that seemed really impactful for your life at that time. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to Pastor Scott at kkla.com. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you, as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. Uh, I thought I would talk about this. I had a good time with my dad's um, retirement, and we we I made sure that it was a positive thing. We had a lot of laughs. This is not a funeral, I would tell people. It is retirement. And uh, we're going to have some fun with it. So I, uh, I shared a couple of things. One time my dad said to me, he said, there will always be somebody better than you. Now, the way he said it was not mean, right? It wasn't, there's always going to be somebody better than you. Remember that because you stink. Like that wasn't the, the angle of it. And I think it had something to do with struggling in whatever sport I might have been playing at the moment or something like that. Or, you know, I, I don't remember all the stuff. But it was such a positive thing to remind me of this, that, hey, you know what, don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about comparing yourself to other people. Don't worry about 
somebody who comes along who's just better at you, that your job or in school or in whatever it is that you're doing. Just do the best that you can. And you know what's funny about that piece of advice, I remember him saying it. He only said it one time. It wasn't like a, you know, something that he used to just say all the time. It was one time. But it stuck with me because it takes all the pressure off. You know, it takes all the pressure off back then in sports. You know what? I'm going to be, I was a baseball player. I'm going to be the best baseball player I can be. And I'm not going to care about the guys who are better than me or the guys who aren't as good. I'm going to do as well, good as I can. And I'm going to play sports that I'm good at. And I'm not going to play sports that I'm not good at. That's what I decided to do. And, you know, that carries over into work. It carries over into the jobs that you have or the jobs that you have within your job, wherever you are. It's great advice. And I just, I thanked my dad for that. I don't think he remembers that. But it was so impactful to me. I hope that's helpful for you. The reason I'm sharing it is because, you know, I know that we live in a world of comparisonitis where we, particularly with social media and stuff, we can't stop sometimes comparing ourselves to other people and the life that they have or whatever kind of job that they have. And and it develops coveting. You know, the Lord was wise to give us commands not to covet because that leads to so many other problems. When you just realize, you know what, there are some people gonna be, who are going to be better than you. Your records will be broken. You know, Shohei Otani on the Angels, as a pitcher, has broken some of Babe Ruth's record when Babe Ruth was a pitcher. I mean, Babe Ruth was a pitcher before he's a, a outfielder. Did you know that? And he was a great pitcher. He didn't pitch and hit at the same time. Otani's broken some of those records that are 100 years old. See, records are meant to be broken, Eventually, there will always be somebody. You can't say that Otani is better than Babe Ruth yet, but in a few years, if he's still doing what he's doing, he'll be one of the greatest players of all time. What have you learned from your parents? Something that really stuck with you, or a grandparent, or somebody that really just impacted your life? 888 528 2557. Brian in Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm doing great. I just got off work. All right. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an ultrasonic inspector for, and I work in NDT. What's I in? I work on the Apache helicopter. Oh, all right. Good for you. Thank you for doing yeah. that. All right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, what uh, what do you have for us? My third dad said the most impactful thing in my life. I can't even believe it to the day. Um, he goes. I called him one day. I said, hey, Dad, I got this. I got this problem. I got that problem. I got to go to court. I got to do this and pay that. And he goes, bud, just go to work every day on time, and you'll never have to worry about anything. And through it all, like, if you just go to work, focus on your job, do the best you can do at your job, and, and, you know, the money will come in. You'll have the money to pay off the the problems you got or the bills you have and he was freak he was free he was right about everything i couldn't even that was the best advice i ever got from my my third dad andy it was the best thing he always told me bud yeah. bud go to work every day on time now you can't be late because if you're late then it causes a bunch of problems right you, you got to be on time you'll never have to worry about anything in your life and you know, that, was, that was great. I love great. that because it's so simple, right? You wouldn't think that should oh. be so impactful, but it is, isn't it? <laughs> it was the simplest, <laughs> most impactful thing he, any any parent has, has said to me. It was awesome. And you've had a, awesome. a few more parents than other people, it sounds like. Yeah, I had four d- moms and three dads. 
One, had... one biological, one biological, yeah, but then I had a bunch after that. All right. Well, so your third dad, I mean, that should say something to people out there who might be adoptive parents or step-parents or foster parents, right, that they, they can impact the kids that they're living with, right, the kids oh, that they've adopted. Tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. I, I, I think being a stepdad, because I was a stepdad for a while, but that's the best thing to be on earth because you don't. You can have all the fun you want with the kid. You know, you can go to the practices, do all the fun stuff, and you don't have to punish them. No, that's the mom's. That's not my kid. That's your kid. Oh. You got to go in there and spank her. You know, you got to do whatever, whatever you know, punishment like, you got has got going. Kind of like you being a grandparent. Yeah. Kind of like being a grandparent. Yeah. Oh, that's the way best. Right. You don't have to do anything. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for sharing that with us, and I hope that you have a great day. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Enjoy right. your day. All right. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. See, that is the kind of advice. It's funny that he would even remember that, and it sounds so obvious, right? But it's not obvious, is it? Let's face it. When he says, show up to work every day and show up on time. How many of you are thinking, I'm never on time, or I don't even want to be on time? In fact, now the young people say that it's some kind of a uh, uh, disease or something. You know, there's some kind of... Uh, there's some there's a, a viral video going around and I wish I had it handy right now. I you know didn't think that would even come up, but it's of some uh, young woman who is complaining that she can't get uh help from her employer because she's chronically late and it's some kind of you know uh it's some kind of disability that she has. It's just not. You can show up late, you are on time. You can do it. I know in some places in, in Southern California, I'll tell you what, somebody who's lived in LA and San Diego San Diego's a lot more late than L.A. You would think L.A. would be more late, the traffic problems and other stuff. But as a cultural thing, moving from L.A. to San Diego, it was shocking how much more, uh, you know, less important it was to be on time. People, but the difference was is that you made sure you made it up at the end of the day. Like there was still some kind of ethic with it. Uh, but, but, you know, it matters a lot, doesn't it? That's, a, that's such a simple thing. Your life will be dramatically better. And see, and he was going to court. He had some kind of problems. But the advice he gave was show up to work every day and be on time. And you know what? I think that's great advice. It's great advice for any of us. If we do that, our life is going to be pretty good. You know, we'll make money. We will pay the bills. We will get things done. It's, a, it's, a, it's so important. I love it that that was impactful. What kind of advice did you get maybe from your parents or from a grandparent? Some kind of simple piece of advice that impacted your life like that. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Nancy in San Diego, how are you? Oh, wow. Hi, Sky. I didn't think I'd come on this quick. We got you. Um, doing well. Thank you. So I just wanted to say that um, my dad taught me the meaning of forgiveness. Mm. I was a um, pretty upset teenager, suffered, our family suffered um, some traumas early on. And um, I saw my parents suffer together. And uh, he sat down with me one day. He was actually... uh, had cardiovascular disease and dying a slow uh, death. And he sat down with me one day, saw that I was so angry as a teenager. And he said, he sat on my bed. He looked me in the eye face to face. And he said, you must forgive. You must 
learn how to forgive. It will rot your bones mm. if you don't mm. as you age. And that. And I looked at him, and I'm thinking, this man has been through so much, and he's teaching me how to forgive. And I, my father taught me how to forgive. And he was did it with such grace. Huh. And poised like that was the one thing he wanted to leave with me before he left this earth. Did that help you? Were you were able to forgive and uh, not be angry? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Because I was in shock. I'm like, wait a minute. You've been through so much and you're teaching me how to forgive. Because I was upset with my mom, you know, doing the teenage thing. Right. And I didn't understand a lot. I was very upset with what it everything that had happened, you know, basically it just shattered our family. Yeah. But, um, he just through all of that, he said, you must learn how to forgive. That is so important. It's, it's great how that one moment impacted your life. Yeah. Right. It was face to face. He looked me in the eye and I'm like, you of all people, like you should be angry too. Right. You know, like I, you know, why are you telling me this? And he's like, you, you must, you do not hate your mother. Do not hate anyone in this life. That's a huge advice for us now, Nancy. Thank you for, for calling and sharing that with us. You're welcome, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's once again, it's one piece of advice one time. You know, some of us have learned things that there's, you know, a family axiom or something that just always gets said. And you remember that and it can be useful, but I love it how we get these moments, right? Nancy's dad sat down and who had so many reasons to be bitter and angry. And sometimes we have, you know, we're we're angry because we didn't get uh, Taylor Swift tickets, right? That's And we're bitter and angry at Ticketmaster or whatever. But we have, there are real things going on and we get angry and we have reason to be bitter or it would seem like we've got reason. And the best thing that he could say is you've got to learn to forgive and imagine where Nancy would be right now. I mean, I don't know how long that was ago, but her life would be different if her dad didn't sit down and say that. Her whole life would be different. Her relationships would be different. It could be that her job is different. Her health would be different. It's remarkable how important that piece of advice is. What piece of advice did you get from a parent or somebody that maybe just one time they said something to you and it impacted your whole life? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We come back, I'll give you another piece that I got from my dad, and we'll hear what you have learned, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you in a minute. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. We are talking about advice that you got from a parent or grandparent or somebody who raised you or somebody that you called it. Maybe they just gave you one piece of advice, but it really changed your life. It was something that impacted you and maybe altered the direction of your life. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. John and Carlsbad, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, how you doing, Pastor Scott? I'm good, John. How's Carlsbad today? 
a little cloudy, but it's, it's paradise, man. Anywhere down in North County is paradise. Come on. I understand. I understand. Well, uh, tell us uh, what's on your, your mind. What piece of let, advice let me, did you get? Let me share. Yeah. Yeah, let me share this. My, my grandmother was a great, hardworking lady, and she suffered a stroke. And that stroke back in the day, I'm 76, back in the day when she had a stroke to actually hospitalize people, and it was a, wasn't like care centers like they got now. Anyway, she was cared really well for, but she could only say one sentence for seven years. And that sentence was, think about it. Huh, think about it? Think about it. Just say, Grandma, how you doing? She'd go, think about it. Huh. Now, how did that impact you the and most? So, and from that, it's allowed me to think so much that I finally realized what the Word of God is, which is love. And everybody's looking for love. And I'll tell you what, all you got to do is ask for it. And here's what you got to say. You got to say, I am love. That I am, and I love all of us. Now, that's the that's long version. The short version is you got to think love, you got to feel love, you got to be love. And the world will be a whole world of love. You know, I think uh, you got to think about it, right? That, and if you're really thinking things through, you know, I think that is pretty good advice. John, thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. Yeah, you know... Uh, thinking is something that you you have to take some time to deliberately do, and he got that from uh, his mom or his grandma. Think about it. You know, sometimes you just got to sit and think. Uh, the author John Maxwell he recommends having a thinking chair. That's what he calls it, a thinking chair, some place where you go and you just deliberately sit there and and you just think. I do that. I don't have a chair. I like to go for a walk. For me, I'll go for a thinking walk. No phone. I'm not listening to music. I'm not doing anything else. I'm I'm thinking and praying working things through and you know if you just take the time to do that it does impact your life what are some what's a short piece of advice that you got from a parent or a loved one somebody that gave you a piece of advice that changed your life like a a one-time thing 888-528-2557 rosie and el monte welcome to the pastor scott show hi hi rosie i just uh, yes um the best advice that I got when I was uh, growing up, it was from a lady. Um, she told me that um, she had a boyfriend, and it was her soulmate, that they really loved each other. You know, when you're young, it's mm-hmm. like puppy love, but right. she loved them a lot. And she said that they spent so much time fighting with each other a lot, like over jealousy and dumb stuff, like, who are you looking at? And, you know, where are you, like, just jealousy. And she said she loved them so much. Well, they broke up, and at the end, she said that she regretted it, being so jealous of him, because now the new girl that he got, like, she got to really take advantage of their love while they were both fighting. And she was so jealous of that, and she regretted being so jealous of the dumb stuff. Yeah. And it stood with me. Well, growing up, I, I, I dislike jealousy, and, and I don't know. I think it's a waste of time to be so jealous while you could just laugh and have a good time. And so you saw that and it taught you, I don't need this. I'm I'm going to. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great advice. You know, the Proverbs writer says this. He says, uh, at, at heart, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. 
Yes. You know, if you're if you're just dealing with jealousy, it will rot your bones, and you won't get whatever it is you're jealous for either. It doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rosie, thank you for for that. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What is a piece of advice that somebody gave you that just stuck with you? I was thinking about that because uh, my dad has retirement ceremony this weekend, and you know, for my sister and I, and lots of people who spoke, you know, they brought up some you know small stories or one thing that you know uh, my dad might have said in ministry or other things to them. It's amazing how one thing can just change your life. One piece of advice, one thing that a mom or a dad or a grandparent or somebody close to you will say that just changes who you are. 888-528-2557. Cindy and Van Eyes, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor. Hi, Cindy. Um, my... Um it actually wasn't advice. It was just a statement, but it was from my mom. Um, she's a very good Christian woman and raised us, you know, to know God. And I think in my teens, in my early 20s, I, I left God and uh, came from an abusive father. But, um, you know, she she never scolded me. She never made me feel bad. Um, I would find her when I get home um, on her knees praying and just so loving with me. Um, and as I matured and I found the Lord, um, one day I asked her, Mom, why did you never, you never said anything to me, you never scolded me, you just prayed for me, and, you know, you always showed that you were proud of me and you loved me. And she said, it's an unconditional love that I have for my children. It's not as strong as God has this unconditional love for his children. And she said, and that just really stuck with me the rest of, I'm 62 now. So for years, it, it just opened a, a totally different um, mindset that I can see God's love for me when I still make mistakes and I'm not perfect and I just know that he's there and he loves me so much because of my mom's love for me and mm. acceptance and forgiveness. So um, that has changed my life. I, you know, I, uh, like I said, I'm a Christian and I, I just know that whatever I do, God loves me so much. And I think that has helped me because we don't always feel like that. Sometimes we feel this is a harsh God that he, he's upset with us and, you know, he's going to, you know, punish us. And it's not that. It, so when you live your life knowing that God is there and he loves you, and sure, when you, you, when you mess up, there's, you know, things happen. But, yeah. but you have to serve this loving God that he's rooting for you and he loves you. And that came from my mother. That's a great story, and you know what? That it, it's a not necessarily one piece of advice, right? But a way of handling the situation that gave you trust in the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy, yes. for for thank, sharing. Thank you, thank you, Pastor, for your show. I enjoy it so much. God bless. Uh, God bless, Cindy. Thanks for listening. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Another proverb on this: If you want little, you know, short little. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't know of anything that might have changed my life, you know what you should do is sit down and read the book of Proverbs, Uh, especially when you get in around chapter 10 and the rest of it. You get these little short, pithy statements. They don't all connect with each other. It's just one after another. One of them in uh, chapter 14, verse, uh, let's see, where did I find that here? 
Uh, 26, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children and for their children, it will be a refuge. That's what we just heard from Cindy is that she feared the Lord. She understood what the Lord wanted her to do. She stayed in prayer. And now for her children, that fear of the Lord is her refuge. These little things, they, they make a big difference. What's something that somebody said in your life that impacted your life? I'll tell you something that my dad also gave me as when I went into the pastorate, he said, always preach from the Bible. Make sure you're preaching through books of the Bible and don't get caught into doing a lot of topical stuff. I know a lot of pastors do topical stuff. Some of them are really good at it, but his advice was stay with that because number one, you'll you'll hit all the topics eventually because they're all in the Bible. You won't be able to avoid them. You'll get to them. But also if somebody ever wants to argue with you, they're going to have to argue with the Bible if your sermon is biblical. And I'll tell you what, people want to argue with you and you're the pastor or even the radio host. And, you know, it's something that happens. But if you can point things back to the Bible, if you have a grounding, even if you're doing something topically, which you have to do, you know, there's there's topical that's psychology, but there's also topical that's biblical. There's topical, but it's grounded in Scripture. If you're grounded in the Scriptures, then you're going to have a source of truth that isn't you. And that's great. If there is a higher source of truth that you have to reconcile, you know, I might be wrong in my understanding of it, but then we can still go to that source of truth, the Word of God, and figure out what's right. And that's uh, terrific, terrific advice. 888-528-2557. Joseph in Hacienda Heights. Hey, Joseph, turn your radio down a little bit. All righty. How you doing? I'm good. Awesome, awesome. So growing up... um, my dad always taught me hard work and one of the most important stories he had spoken to me about was my grandfather <clears throat> made furniture for offices and he was a hard working man and my father made furniture with or would work in there once in a while so my father made a chair one time and my grandfather came over and inspected it it had a little teeter in it so my grandfather picked it up and smashed it up against the wall and said, we do it right the first time because somebody else will do it if we don't do it right. Hmm. And that just, it's still the hard work at doing it the right, right way. And in not being lazy about it. Yes, yeah. not being lazy about it. And I, I suppose it's, you'll definitely remember uh, Grandfather throwing something against the wall. <laughs> I wasn't there to see it. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I wasn't born. Yeah. But, you know. That's something that that's been passed on to you. Child. Yep. Yes. You know, those things need to come back, right? That you take pride in the work because you're doing it as unto the Lord. You know, and uh, that matters so much. That's a great piece of advice there. Joseph, thanks for calling. And I can tell that, you know, it's emotional. It's impacted your life, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yep. And uh, what do you do for a living? I work for the uh, Southern California Gas Company. All right. So you work hard. Yes, we do. Yep. Yes, we do. Lots to do. Well, thanks for uh, what you do every day, Joseph. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, The number is 888-528-2557. What is it that is a piece of advice that you have gotten that really stuck with you, that changed your life, maybe from a parent or from somebody else? Just one little drop of advice that altered the course of your life. I see your call. Janice and others will get to you as the Pastor Scott Show Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. 
Now, back to the show. Good to see you, everybody, on this Monday. If you want to see the Pastor Scott Show, you can log on to kkla.com right now and uh, go to the Pastor Scott Show page, and I'll wave at you. Well, I just waved now, but, uh, you know, I'm there. And uh, it's the same thing as you're listening to right now. And right now what we're talking about is what is a piece of advice that you got, a simple piece of advice, like a one-off maybe, that you got from your family member, a parent, a mother, a father, a grandparent, somebody who gave you a piece of advice that changed your life, that was so impactful, 888-528-2557. Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor. My dear old dad said to me, Janice, don't ever give your power away to anybody else. Well, it served me well because, you know, I studied the Word of God, and it's kept me from um, a lot of bad situations and a lot of bad uh, people preaching the gospel that were, you know, not right on. Not so quite doing it so right. Grateful. Yeah, what did he mean by uh, don't give your power away? Well, I didn't want to waste your time, but my my older brother uh, was like a religious fanatic, and he and he tried. He was awfully mean to my father, and so my father got the idea that perhaps Christianity was like my brother, which it wasn't. Mm. And so he said, "Jennifer, give your power away." And so you know, I didn't, and I and I and I know the Word of God, and I just recently have uh, been in this new church and uh, some weird things going on about, you know, going to heaven and this weird stuff going on. And, you know, since, since I know the word of God, I was able to ask pertinent questions. And now I'm doing a more in-depth study because we need to know, especially we don't want new age stuff. Yeah. You got to know the word of God. And I think in that context, you know, the power that you have, comes from the living God. Otherwise, you have nothing. Absolutely. Right? You, have, you have nothing. And that is uh, uh, really good advice. Janice, thanks for your call. And she's right. you got to know the Word of God. You have to know it. Don't just rely on, you know, even pastors or your favorite radio hosts who have the best intentions. You still have to know the Word of God because you can understand where they're coming from. You can ask questions. Like Janice said, you go back. And you address things. You you work it out. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Cheryl from Laguna Woods. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you. Hi, Cheryl. I, I've got my earbuds in, and I'm not sure my echoing on your end. Sounds okay. I'm hearing you in my ears. All right, perfect. Let me, hold on. Yeah, let okay. me unplug. No, no, you're okay. <laughs> All right, okay. She's gonna go uh, unplug her uh, earbuds. Yeah. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. Oh, you, you're back? Okay. I was about to put you on hold I'm and go good. to somebody else. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, it was actually a message I heard from a pastor. And uh, what he said was, and I'm going to misquote it a little bit. His words were so precise, but it was like, in light of my past history, in light of my current circumstances, and in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do today? Yep. It is. And uh, that was. It's the best question I, there is. What's the wise thing for me to do? Right. When yep. you're evaluating, when you're in a similar situation before and you're evaluating what happened when you made unwise decisions, what your current circumstances are right now, and what do you want for your future, what is the wise thing for me to do? on this decision. 
Yep. And it, it, yeah, it was very impactful. That's the right question because it's it's better than what's right or what's moral or what's legal. It's what's wise. You know, right, moral, and legal. We might argue about that. What's wise? Uh, it it shaves off a lot of the options. Sometimes it makes it right. it narrows it down to one choice. Actually, a lot of the time. Cheryl, right. thanks. And for- he kind of gave a, a, I can give you a real brief thing that he said to kind of bring it into practical terms. If you are a parent with two or three children and you want to buy a new car, are you going to buy the Porsche or are you going to buy the minivan? In light of your past circumstances, when right. you bought a fast car before, you got tickets. Yeah, You've I know. got a family now. A Porsche <laughs> is not going to work. So what's the wise decision to make today? I know someone personally who uh, chose the Porsche, and uh, his wife let him know it was the not wise decision. All right. I got to <laughs> go. Are. Thank you to Cheryl to the next call. Uh, Jeff in Riverside, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor? Yeah. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, first-time caller. All right. Hi, Jeff. Oh, first-time caller. We have a fanfare for you. Thanks for calling, Jeff. So what is a piece of advice that you have to offer? Well, it's something that my dad told me um, when I was very, very, very young, and it stuck with me, and it's very simple. He told me that arguing solves nothing. Ha. So how do you apply that? Well, I've been married to my beautiful bride, Shauna. Who actually met you out at the Harvest Crusade. Oh, okay. And um, I've been married 40 years to her, and I have never had an argument or raised my voice to her. Doesn't solve anything. And and I, I can't say that we don't disagree. Right. But we don't argue. And that's just a simple little thing that my dad told me that stuck in my head, and I just put, put it to my marriage and it's worked out wonderful you know if your goal is to get through a disagreement to the other side if the goal is to win you're in trouble you're going to have an argument it's going to be bad if your goal is if your goal is to resolve things you can have that disagreement but on the other side it's really good jeff thanks for calling and uh, sharing that uh connie in la welcome to the pastor scott show hi pastor scott hi connie i'm a first time i'm a first time caller too All right, Connie, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. What is the piece of advice that you got that made you call into the show for the first time? Uh, My mom and dad were Christians, and the one thing that they said, they're hard workers, and the one thing that they said was um, because they like to set goals and and have a lot of achievements, and so they said, do what you have to do to get to where you have to be. Huh, do what you have and, to do to get to where you have to be. Yeah. And so I took that to heart, and I was the first person in our family to graduate from college, and it was really hard, but I stuck to it, and I graduated. So that was really important to me from my parents. Good for you. That is uh, right advice. Another proverb that brings to mind is, all hard work brings profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. You know, you, exactly. you've got to do what you've got to do to get where you have to be. That's great advice. Thank you, Connie, for calling the Pastor Thanks Scott Show and sharing that for the first time. Chris in Buena Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Chris. I'm Chris Stahl. Hi. And I am a first-time caller as well. All right, hold on. You get, you get the fanfare as well. 
All right, Chris. What uh, Thank you. Did you say it's Chris? And I'm also, like Connie, I'm the first one in my family that graduated from college. But oh, the piece of advice that my mom gave me was where there's a will, there's a way. And huh. she said that repeatedly, and I've said it to my daughters repeatedly throughout their lives. And it really helped me, you know, keep at it to try to get what I need to get accomplished. And yeah. so it was great advice. You know, there's a reason sometimes things like that become a cliche that people know. It's because it works. It's because it's right. Yeah. Right? That's right. Uh, where there's a That's will, right. there's a way. All right. Thank you for calling for the first time. You know, I think, you know, we've one of the themes here, too, that we've heard from so many of you is how important it is to work hard for whatever it is you want to do and to do what is necessary to get there. You know, I think for all of us, that is such a, you know, important piece of advice that seems so obvious, right? But I think in our world today, it's not quite so obvious. It ought to be more obvious. But we, there is a sense, I think, that is not, maybe we blame our current culture too much for this because, 3,000 years ago, somebody collected all these Proverbs about hard work, you know, and so there's always the idea of, you know, in the book of Proverbs, when you're looking for wisdom, one of the characters in the book of Proverbs, characters, if you will, is the sluggard, the the lazy person, right? There's always a sense of being a dreamer or that you really want something, but if you don't go out and get it, you know, or if you're wrong about it's not the will of God, it's not how you were made, it's not really for you, it's not going to work. You're just going to be frustrated for such a long time. Work hard, be to work on time. You know, when there's a will, there's a way. Push to do those things. There's no guarantees, but you're going to find out that when you take that little advice, I think that's why these little snippets of advice matter so much in our life, because there's truth to the simplicity of how to navigate in this fallen world. There's truth to the simplicity of, hey, if you work hard, you know, there will be benefits. Sometimes you work hard and things don't work out, but you keep working hard. You push through it. Uh, you know, occasionally there's somebody who's lazy who wins the lottery or something. You know, there's those examples, and the Bible doesn't shy away from that injustice as well. But most of the time, you know, when you work hard, things are better for you. If you're lazy, things will not be. If you do the work that it takes to get where you want to go, you're going to go there. I think the Lord blesses that. All right. We're out of time this hour. Great topic, everybody. When we come back, a new survey says that young women and young men are leaning a particular way in their uh, their thinking, in their worldview. What do you think that is? We'll talk about that as the second hour of the Pastor Scott Show comes up as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.